We made a decision to each other and a commitment that divorce was not an option for us, no matter what. It's just not an option. It's not an option to, to throw in the towel. There was a few times that I was going to give up, and I honestly, because at that time we didn't have Christ in our marriage, and I don't know what kept me there, honestly. Like, it was just this tug that I was supposed to be with this person. To throw it all away just seems uh, like a poor decision. Who am I to say, well, things aren't going so great now I walk? You know, if, if, I, if we're going to be together, we're going to be together in the good times and the bad times. That's just the way it's going to be. We have, we have no doubt that we're going to make it till we're old and have canes and wrinkles and yep. hemorrhoids. Yep. <laughs> you need to find something every single day in the other person, that you, a positive thing that you can say about that person. Because when all you do is focus on all the negative things in your relationship, you're going to be down that road of destruction. We made a willful choice. You know, we were going to get through this and and uh, stayed faithful to God. And sometimes when we weren't so faithful to God, He was still so faithful to us. And God didn't give up on us. I, at, at no point, we you stood in front of God and you made a vow, and and God made a vow to, to each and every one of us, and and He's been faithful. Um, we owe Him at least that to, to, to stick it out because all things are, are possible through Christ. Um, it may feel like you can't do it. You probably can't, but, but he can. All right, we are uh, wrapping up our series today uh, from this day forward. We've been talking about those five commitments that we are making uh, in our marriages and uh, a lot of them just apply to relationships relationships in general but we're talking about specifically commitments we're going to make uh, into our uh, into our marriages and so let's walk through them quick you ready we'll see how many you remember uh, so the first week we said uh, we were going to do what we were going to seek God thank you yeah we're going to seek God we're going to put God first they're going to the spouse comes in second. Kids, by the way, come in third, remember? Uh, but we're going to seek God first. We're going to let Him take over our marriages. Remember that spiritual pyramid we talked about, right? As we grow together spiritually as husband and wife, right? We get closer, more intimate, and that uh, just encourages our relationship. So we're going to seek God first, okay? Uh, second week, we said we were going to fight fair. Thanks. Yeah, we're going to fight fair, no, no low blows. Right, we're going to let God use even our conflict to grow us in our uh, marriage relationship. And uh, third week, we're going to do what? We're going to have fun. How come the guys got that one? Did I hear more guys on that one? Yeah, we're going to have fun. Absolutely, we're going to have verbal fun, relational fun, or activity fun, uh, and of course, we're going to have uh, bedroom fun. Remember? Uh, so, I hope you had a good week and more. Right? Have fun. You bet. Absolutely. And then last week, we said we were going to do what? We were going to, yeah, stay pure, right? We were going to honor marriage, going to honor our spouse publicly, uh, and uh, we just weren't going to let any crap in, right? We are going to stay, stay pure, right? And so today, we move on to our last commitment, and that commitment is we're just going to have an attitude going into our marriages, an attitude in our marriages that we're going to never give up. We're just going to never give up. Now, I have to be honest with you as I say that, right, as we start uh, today, I know that just saying that statement, right, in our marriages, we're just going to never give up. For some of you, 
is just uncomfortable, right? And, and truth be told, I know that uh, this whole series has been uncomfortable for some of you because the reality is that uh, some of you have already gone through the pain, right? You've already gone through uh, the anguish of what it means to lose a marriage, right? To have divorce take over your marriage relationship. And, uh, man, I just want to say to you folks, one, thanks for sticking with us for this whole series. Uh, and two, uh, we are absolutely committed to you. Uh, pastor Andrew and I, as your pastors, we are absolutely committed to you. Christ Church is absolutely committed to you. And even more importantly, regardless of where you've been in your relationship or in your marriage relationship, God is absolutely committed to you. He has a life for you, and he has a future for you. Uh, I just want you to hear that loud and clear as we get into uh, today and we get into that never give up attitude. You okay with that? I hope you heard that. And that's really what we're going to talk about today is, is as, we, as we come into our marriages or we're into our marriages, we, we need to make sure we come into it and we have in our marriages that right attitude of never give up. And where does it come from? It comes from Matthew 19. Matthew 19 is a great, great experience, a great text uh, for married people to, to look at. Uh, and it's uh, Jesus, and he gets into a conversation in conflict, really, with a group called the Pharisees. And the Pharisees were a group of learned people who uh, thought themselves really knowledgeable in the law, and they were always around trying to trip up Jesus, trying to trap him, right? And so we can see here, too, Jesus has left Galilee, and he's gone down to Judea, east of the Jordan River, and all kinds of people are there, and he's healing sick people as he go goes. And then in verse 3 it says, Some Pharisees came and tried to trap him with this question. So there's the setup. So here's the question. Should a man be allowed to divorce his wife for just any reason? Now, so often, I think when we hear this question, right, we get into this, this text, we hear this question in our modern-day culture, in our modern ears, we hear the question and we think, first off, the question is about, is it okay to divorce, right? Is divorce okay? The problem is that's really not the question, if you look hard and you look really into the question, that's really not the question they're asking. Why? Because the Pharisees in the question already display a previous attitude toward marriage. What's the question? Look at it again. Should a man be allowed to divorce his wife for just any reason? What is the attitude assumption that the Pharisees have already made? It's absolutely okay for a husband to divorce his wife. That is their going in attitude. They're saying, well, that obviously that's absolutely okay. The question isn't, is that okay or not okay? The question is, for what reason? You see that? For what reason can you do that? The assumption is you can. The question is, for what reason? What was going on was in Jesus' day, there were two rabbis who were big teachers and these rabbis had opposing polar opinions on the judgment of divorce. There was one rabbi on one end of the spectrum, and he said, Husbands, listen, if you get up in the morning and your wife has burnt your toast, especially if she's done that a couple times, you don't have to put up with that. 
You just sit down and write that letter of divorce. You go out in the village square and you say, listen, she burnt my toast. I'm fed up. I'm done with her. I divorce her. I divorce her. I divorce her. Done deal. Wives, how do you feel about that one? That was a teaching, right? On the other end of the spectrum, there was another rabbi who said, no, 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 no. No, the only way that one can divorce his wife is if the wife has been unfaithful. If there's been infidelity, then okay. Then you can divorce your wife. And so you have these polar opposite rabbis, polar opposite teachings. And remember, this is a trap. So what are they doing to Jesus? They're saying, listen, Jesus, declare yourself. We know divorce is okay, so the question we're asking you is, which camp are you in? Is it okay for burnt toast, or is it only okay for infidelity? Which one? And, of course, if Jesus answers burnt toast, what happens? Well, all the people that are following this rabbi want nothing to do with him, right? And if Jesus says no, infidelity, what happens? All the people that are upset about burnt toast, they don't want anything to do with him. That's the trap. The trap they think they've set is that he's going to offend somebody some way, somehow, right? And it's all based on the attitude going towards marriage. Their attitude, their assumption is, yeah, it's absolutely okay. The only question is, what reason? Here is Jesus' response, and it corrects the attitude. It gives us insight into the attitude we need to have as we go into and approach our marriages. He says, haven't you read the scripture? They record that from the beginning, God made them male and female. And he said, this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and be joined to his wife. And the two are united into one. Since they are no longer two, but one, let no one split apart what God has joined together. What's the attitude? Well, he's expressing God's attitude toward your marriage, right? If you're married, he's expressing God's attitude and the way God sees your marriage. And from God's perspective, as God looks at your marriage, he doesn't see the possibility of division, right? He says two times, two are united into one, right? Two times. Two are united into one. His attitude, his assumption, as he looks at marriage, is that two are united into one. He even says at the end, two united into one should not be separated, should not be split. God's attitude is an attitude of commitment to the oneness and the unity of marriage. Because he knows the pain and the difficulty of division. Think about it this way. Two becoming one, right? What, what would it be like if you took two pieces of paper and you super glued those two pieces of paper together, right? Just absolutely super glued them together on all the edges in the middle and everywhere. You just super glued those two pieces of paper together. How hard would it be and what would the consequences be if you tried then to separate those two pieces of paper? What would happen to the paper? Not good, right? I mean, almost impossible, right, to do. This is the go-into attitude that God has towards our marriages. He doesn't even entertain 
the possibility of division. His attitude is one of commitment. He is absolutely committed. He is absolutely all in. He will never give up on our marriages. You follow? Why is that? It's simple. When God looks at marriage, he looks at marriage not as a contract, but as a covenant. Huge distinction. Scripture always describes marriage not as a contract, but it describes it as a covenant. What's the difference? Well, a contract, a contract is based on two parties coming together and each party mutually mutually agreeing to the terms of the contract. And the contract is good as long as both parties meet the terms, correct? Am I right? I got lawyers in the house. I know I'm simplifying, but right? The fundamentally, it's right. You, you each commit to the contract and you say, here's the terms of the contract. And as long as both parties meet the terms of the contract, you're good, right? But what happens if one party fails to meet the terms? The contract is dissolved. And going in, both parties understand that provision, right? Going in, both parties say, listen, this is a contract, and as long as you meet your end of the bargain, I'll meet my end of the bargain. But if you fail to meet your end of the bargain, what? I'm out. You fail to do it, I'm out. You fail to meet all the expectations of the contract I think we have, I'm done. You see, it's based on performance, not based on commitment. What's a covenant? A covenant is an absolute commitment, not based on performance. When you were baptized, for those out there that have been baptized already, when you were baptized, we're going to do it this morning for Kobe, what happened? God made an absolute commitment to you. Did he say, listen, if you fail, if you, if you sin, if you do something contrary to what I hope and dream and desire for your life, <laughs> I'm out? No, what did he do? I'm in. I'm absolutely committed. Regardless of what happens, I'm in. I am absolutely committed to your life. This is the attitude of covenant. It is a covenant attitude that simply says, I'm all in. I am all in. Right? And I am going to invest and I am never going to give up. It is a covenant, not a contract. A covenant It comes from the Hebrew word berith. It means a cutting, a binding agreement, a blood covenant. The way they did it in in, uh, biblical days uh, was in marriage was uh, they'd take the wife's hand and they'd cut the wife's hand. They'd take the husband's hand, the bride's hand, the groom's hand. They'd cut the groom's hand. You remember you did that when you were a kid, when you became blood brothers, right, or blood sisters. Remember those days? Well, you pricked it with a pin, right? Wimp. Anyway, they, they, they take, cut this, cut that, right? Take those two hands, put them together, and then they take a cord, like Ecclesiastes talked about. They take a cord, wrap that cord around the hands, and what happened? They are now absolutely bound, right? The blood that's been shared cannot be separated. You get it? That's covenant, right? That's covenant. That's God's commitment to you in baptism. That's also the commitment, the way God sees the experience of marriage. That's the way he sees it. Malachi, Old Testament. It says, you have been unfaithful to her, though she is your partner, the wife of your marriage, what? 
covenant, not contract. Covenant. Contract says, hey, you don't meet my expectations, I'm out of here. Covenant says, no, I'm in. I'm committed. I'm all in. Never give up. See the difference? This is the attitude that we have, especially as Christ followers, when we enter into the relationship of marriage. That's why when we get to our marriage vows, we say, you know, I take you, I take you, we're going to be husband, going to be wife. Having the told from this day forward, right? Things change from this day forward. Better, worse, rich, poorer, sickness, health, love, cherish, until you don't make me happy anymore. Right? No, until what? Until I don't breathe anymore. It's not a contract. It's a covenant. All in. Committed. Covenant. Right? We even here at Christ Church, we use this. We even put in the, the phrase in the beginning there, from this day forward, according to God's will. Right? That this is a Christ follower, godly covenant, commitment that we make. We say, listen, we're all in. I'm absolutely committed. Regardless of what you do or don't do, I am absolutely never going to give up. Follow? So here's what's happening right now. Many of you are there because you've been through the experience of separation or divorce. And so you're asking the same question that the Pharisees asked. They asked the question, then why? Right? Good question. Then why? If, if that's the way God designed marriage, if that's God's commitment to marriage, if that's what he calls us to in our marriage relationships, to be all in, never give up, then why? Why did Moses say in the law that a man could give his wife a written notice of divorce and send her away? Good question. And Jesus gives a profound answer. Moses permitted divorce only as a, notice the term, concession, not as desire, only as a concession to your hard hearts. Think about it. What's a hard heart? What is a hard heart? It's when your heart becomes so self-focused, it becomes like stone to your partner. Does that make sense? It's when your heart becomes so self-focused that it becomes so hardened that there is no room for your spouse. And Jesus says, you know what? When that happens, it is tough to keep a marriage together. When that happens, it is difficult, even though you're absolutely committed to keep a marriage together. And because of hard hearts, marriage is split. Not as desire, but that's what happens. So if you're in a marriage relationship right now and your spouse has a hard heart and it shows itself in the experience of physical abuse, you need to get out. Don't put up with that. If, if you're being physically abused, that's a no-brainer. Get out. If you're in a marriage relationship and your partner's heart is hardened to you and there's absolutely no room for you and they are verbally abusing you and they are manipulating you, you got to step back and ask the question, can I keep going? If your partner has been unfaithful, especially repeatedly unfaithful, you got to step back and ask the question, is there room for forgiveness or not? Because that's all hard heart 
stuff. And if that's been your experience, if that is your experience, you need to understand God is still absolutely committed to you. He is absolutely covenant committed to you. And he will never give up on you. He will never give up on your future. He will never give up on your life. He has great things in store for you. He committed to you in Jesus Christ and he committed to forgiveness. And whatever has taken place, he is able to forgive and he is able to recover. You need to know that if you're in that experience with a hard heart, there's still life. There's still life. There's forgiveness, and there's hope, and there's a future. Amen? Did you hear that? But it calls us to simply understand that when that happens, as much as that's not God's desire, as much as we're all in in our attitude, we need to understand we just obey a law that says we bear one another's burdens. So if you're in that experience, I want you to know the pastors here at Christ Church are here for you. If you're in that experience, there is Celebrate Recovery here for you. If you're in that experience, there's small groups you can be part of. If you're in that experience, we have a care team who's ready to walk with you. We are absolutely committed to you because God is absolutely committed to you. He knows there is a future for you. At the same time we say that, we need to get back to understand what our attitude is. And our attitude is what? Never give up. Never give up. Do everything you can. Never give up. So if you're in a marriage relationship right now and, and you start looking around and saying, hey, the grass is looking greener somewhere else, you know what you need to do? Start watering your own lawn. Amen? <laughs> that, I like that one, right? If the grass is looking greener somewhere else, you need to get busy and start watering your own lawn. That's what this whole series has been for. That's why we've been so real, hard-nosed, and relevant in this whole series. I had some folks come up to me uh, last week and say, Pastor, I can't believe you said crap in church. Oop, kids are in the room. Sorry. Can't believe you said that uh, last week, right? Well, yeah, but you remembered that on Monday, didn't you? And hopefully you remembered that on Friday or when that opportunity came up when something was trying to get in to your marriage. Yeah, if the grass is starting to look greener, then you need to make sure you start watering your lawn. And that means this series is about making those commitments. How do you water your lawn? What do you do? If you're all in, if you never give up, what do you do? Well, what do you do? You got to know what you're sowing. You got to pay attention to what it is you're sowing in your marriage relationship. It is the principle of reaping what you sow, right? And so you've got to know what you sow. Scripture says you will always harvest what? What you plant, right? So if you're in a marriage relationship right now and you're struggling right now, the place to start is to say, well, wait a minute, what are we sowing? What am I sowing? Because I am absolutely committed to never give up. So what am I sowing into my marriage? Because you're going to reap whatever you sow. What do you need to sow? Well, you need to make sure that you sow and you seek God first, right? You need to make sure you sow uh, and you do the five commitments that we're doing. Guys, can you advance it for me? Somehow I'm stuck here. 
they'll get around to it. But you know the commitments, right? You need to seek God first, right? If you're going to seek God first, you put your spouse second. Let God take over your marriage relationship, right? Second thing you need to do is what? Fight fair. If you're going to fight, do it fair. No blow blows. Make sure you let God use even your conflict to recover your marriage. So make sure that you fight fair, right? Make sure you fight fair. And make sure you have fun. Make sure you have fun in your marriage relationship. Make sure that you're having that verbal fun, you're having that activity fun, you're having that bedroom fun. Just make absolutely committed to that experience. Make sure you honor your spouse publicly and you stay pure. Don't let a hint of that stuff, right? Don't let a hint of that stuff get into your marriage relationship, okay? Guys, I am about five slides ahead of where we are right now. There we go. Now I'm back on. Thank you. (laughs) There we go. So you need to know what you sow, right? Pay attention. You need to know what you sow. Here's the other thing you need to know. If you are absolutely committed with a never-give-up attitude, you need to know how often you're sowing. Have a discussion with your spouse today when this series is done and ask those questions. Are you sowing the the, the seeds? Are you planting what you need to plant in your marriage because you're absolutely committed, right? Ask them, am I doing that stuff? Am I making those commitments? Am I fulfilling that time? And then you need to ask them the second question. How often am I doing it? It, It's not a a once-in-a-while thing. It's a never-give-up, all-in, all-the-time kind of deal. So let's not get tired of doing what is good, right? Don't get tired, right? And at the end it says what? You'll reap a harvest of blessing if you don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up doing these commitments. Just because the series is done and just because it's like, oh, that was really a cool series. That was great, Pastor. Wow. And then you forget it. No, don't forget this. Don't give up. Go listen to them again if you need to. But make these commitments. Do them all the time and never give up. Have an absolute commitment to your marriage. You're all in. You're never going to give up. You're going to reflect the same covenant attitude that God has. It's captured in Hebrews 12. It says, Since we're surrounded by a huge cause of witnesses to life, the life of faith, let's strip off every weight that slows us down. Get rid of all the stuff that's slowing your marriage down, right? Get to these commitments, right? Especially that sin so easily trips us up. And let's run with, what's the word? Endurance. Just be all in. Don't give up. Make that commitment in your heart, in your mind, saying, listen, I am absolutely committed to my spouse. I'm going to run this race. I'm going to do these commitments. I'm just going to give everything I have to my marriage experience. Run the race with that endurance. And we do this keeping our eyes where? Keeping our eyes on Jesus. Just let Christ take over your relationship. Let him take over your marriage. Let him take over your willingness to do and your commitment to do these commitments. Look at the end. Think about all of this, right? And then you won't become weary and you won't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. If you're in a marriage experience right now or if you're in the pain of having a marriage be dissolved, most of all, you need to hear, God will absolutely never give up on you. He will never give up on you. He put a stake in the ground. It's called a cross. And he says with that cross, he is absolutely committed to you to the point of death 
and new life. So I don't know where you are in your relationships right now. I don't know where your marriage is right now. But I know where God is. And God is absolutely committed. He will never give up. So let's just ask him to just take over our relationships and take over our marriages. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today. Thank you for being absolutely committed. Thank you that we can rely on you in even our own weakness and our own failures. And there's so many times in our relationship to you that we have faltered. And there's so many times in our marriage relationships that we've also faltered. But Lord, we ask you today to forgive us and renew us in these relationships. And if we've gone through that pain of having a a marriage dissolved, uh, bring us some healing. Bring us hope. Help us to hear that you love us and you're committed to us. There is life and there is hope. And for those uh, in marriage relationships, uh, help us today to make that commitment to be all in, to never give up. Just be all in and to water our marriages, water that lawn with these, these commitments that our marriages would flourish, that they would prosper, and that we would know your presence in the midst of it all. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.